0: welcome to the book corner in this podcast we'll be looking at
1: everything about reading and literature exploring loads of different authors genres cultures and possibly even languages and welcome back to the book corner we hope you've had a fantastic day we are back and best than ever for another episode where we are going to be reviewing from page 89 chapter 9 all the way up to page 111 which is january 2007 southern california just after the end of chapter 13 so um last episode we looked at corner and he had some tests done and The tests weren't working very well, so they decided to transfer him to a male psychologist. He had a great first session, and now we're going to see what happens after that session
0: and see if anything changes or improves. This podcast is hosted by me, Will. And me, Mel. In today's episode, we see Connor from like a completely new perspective because he's with his friend, and we also meet uh, his dad, which we've heard of, um, but we kind of see into his relationship with his dad. Yeah. Um, Which is quite interesting, actually. Um, So, the first chapter is chapter nine. Yes. Let's get straight in. So,
1: so, Sandra, the mum, hears a bang from upstairs. Connor, honey, what was that? No answer. Honey? Connor? Um, And she goes to the bottom of the stairs and then his voice sounds different. Flat, disconnected. Um, What do you mean what? What are you doing, Connor? So this is, we get, this is quite worrying. Um, obviously, we've heard of Connor before. Obviously, we've heard of Connor before. But obviously, we know something's wrong with him. But I think this is the first time in the book before his um, epileptic convulsion that something has happened. So he wets his bed again. He wets his pants. He's been wetting his um, pants a lot. And he goes, um, I, I'm playing with my, my video games. So he's obviously lying. You can tell immediately, and you can tell that something's just happened, and he doesn't want to talk about it, and he's embarrassed. Um, I don't know. A mom with defiance. Um, his Connor's voice cracked, and his eyes filled with tears as he bent down to pick it up. He's crying again. You know, every time they ask him, "Well, Connor, are you okay?" He bursts into tears. He gets really angry and upset and frustrated because he doesn't know what's wrong with him. He he doesn't know what's going on inside. He doesn't know how to tell everyone because. They won't understand. Um, Connor kind of put his arms around my waist. Mummy, don't cry. I'm sorry for everything. I don't want to make you sad. I don't mean to. I don't know what happened. Maybe I shouldn't have been born. Maybe I should just go away or jump off a cliff. This bit really hit me. He's eight years old and he's talking about suicide. Like, you could this, I mean, you can tell now something is really, really wrong with him. Um, I mean, mentally as well, not just, um, with his condition, but also mentally, this condition's making him think crazy things, making him think things like, "I wish I was never born." It just really hit me that line. His words seem to slice everything out of me. And as a mother, imagine how you're feeling. Your child says he wants to die. He wishes he was never born. As a mother, that is really like because you're his mother. You're the one who you know brought him to life. You're the one who cares for him. It, it, and then obviously, you don't have any partner to back you up. Yeah. I guess we've gone from a extreme high. he's had a great, um, Seth therapist to this, where he wants to die. I just wish I'd never been born. And then she starts to cry. She walks out and she starts to cry, and she goes into Madison's room. And Madison's like, Why are you crying, mummy? Why are you the crying? Stop it, mummy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually how it's written, stop it. Um, I thought it was quite funny, but, um, Yeah, obviously you can tell the toddler's distracted. She knows something's going on. She doesn't really know what. Um, Yeah, she uh, and then she. So her daughter, the and then asks, "Can I get into bed with you for a little while, please, mummy? Can I?" Um, And then she replies, "I smiled and brushed a stray lock of hair. Sure, sweetie. Sure, you can." She ran to her bedroom to get her bed toy, and I saw her run past to snuggle under my bed covers her tears had already disappeared. So for Madison, she's only three, and it's the difference. You know, she knows something's wrong, but if she gets what she wants, then she's happy with it. Whereas with Connor, if he gets what he wants, he's still not happy because something's going on inside his bed. I guess it just shows the difference between Madison, who hasn't got anything wrong, and Connor, who's obviously got something wrong. Um, she says, I felt so much pressure. I really feel for Sandra. You know, she's... She generally has so much pressure. I think she had so much pressure before to live up as being mum and dad to make sure the children don't worry about their dad. Um, and now just this, she's probably having an extreme-like anxiety fulfillment or something. Um, and then a beam of light from the street illuminated the framed black-and-white photograph of her mum and dad, that hung on the wall. They were so young 25 years ago. I could almost hear mum's voice. Sandra, turn off that light right now. Um, and this is the first time we hear about her mum. Because uh, uh, um, so far it's been her as mum. And how have I been as a mum? Have I been a bad mum? And I think this is the first time we hear about her mum. And I guess it's quite interesting, her upbringing, you know, and what she was like. Um, I told... So then he goes to the therapist and I told him how I got angry at Connor for dropping his digital game console and his subsequent reactions So that's what happened earlier. It was just like, he just seemed to shatter. It was as if he just gave up on everything. And he's obviously, he's been, something's been wrong with him for quite a while now. And he probably, he probably does want to give up on life. I remember my experience, I generally felt like, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. It's like it's like COVID at the moment with everyone else. Obviously not as bad. But you just don't see a light at the end at the end of the tunnel. You don't see how it's going to get better. Obviously, we have these amazing medications, which are generally a lifesaver and a miracle. Um, and that was what eventually made it better. Um, sorry. Um, and then I came off the medication. I'm fine. But yeah, I guess it's just looking and you can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um And then I love this bit. I sense that Dr. Thomas was trying to handle me ever so delicately. He wants her to feel like she is a good mother and feel proud of herself because at the moment it's like, oh my God, Connor, I didn't know what to do. He's trying to comfort her. Um, And then today he seemed fine, his usual self, as he prepared for school. I prayed that Dr. Thomas was right. So I just let it go. I just let it happen. Like the taste, whatever that is. I went with what Doctor Thomas said, and I felt this weight rise off me. I think we are having—it's a good. This is sort of a light at the end of the tunnel, a small light at
0: the end of the tunnel. She's
1: her anxiety slowly going away. She's slowly feeling more like a like a
0: mother, like a tiny piece of hope, kind of. I wrote yes, down
1: hope. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love this bit. She's like, "I need Sam home. He's done enough for God and country." So, yeah, she just really wants Sam home, and yeah um and then i love this bit mrs golden you are dealing with your family's problems you are facing them you are taking action that is so healthy you're doing a great job you are in control that is probably something that she really really needs you are in control um this is healthy because she's probably thinking oh god is is this wrong she's comparing herself like is this wrong what i'm doing because i because i don't know what's wrong with my child you are healthy. This is right. You are helping your child. That's probably really going to give her a lot of confidence. Um, and then that leads on to chapter ten.
0: Oh, well, that was a really nice chapter, and you really summarised it well. Thank you. Um, so, chapter ten. I really liked this chapter um, because it there was kind of like a like a happy element finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Things get better. And, yeah, things are starting to look up. Um, So there are a couple of things that I underlined. One word I really circled because it was in the conversation, in the phone call, FaceTime call, whatever, that they had with their dad. Um, And this is Sandra. and Mum. Yeah, Sandra the mum and Sam the dad. And he says, so what's new? He smiled across cyberspace. So it's obviously a technology that they're using, and it's because it's like 2007, I believe. Yeah, um, it's new to them, Um, and it's kind of off-topic to the book, but it's still quite interesting just to see. Um, Yeah,
1: like
0: like just the like what they're
1: years
0: ago. Yeah, and also what they're like what Connor's growing up with. Yeah, Um, I just found that very interesting. and then Sandra and Sam have a little conversation. However, right at the beginning of chapter 10, I really liked this part. And it says, these chats were the highlight of the week for all of us, but they never lasted long enough. Sam had uh, Sam had less than two months left of his tour. Then he would be home for good. At least he would never volunteer again. He had been a war hero long enough. Now it was somebody else's turn. And I feel like that's, quite, it's a happy line because he's coming home. However, it's quite a sad line because whoever will take over, their family will be going through something as well. Um, i never thought of that. Yeah, I feel like it's a a mixed emotion kind of line because somebody else, if if she's saying that now it's somebody else's turn, that means even if they're not with their family, then they will still, even themselves, will be going through something that they're maybe with a friend or Mm. a family member, you know? Yeah. Um... And she is then trying to tell Sam about Connor and his treatment and his sessions, um, and his uh, psychiatrist. I can say that happened, <laughs> Sam doesn't know what's happened.
1: I, don't think I know he all. hasn't.
0: He hasn't recognised what's going on. He hasn't. He's he's too little to be aware of the situation. Connor. Yeah. Yeah, Connor. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> Um, but I don't think
1: Sam has knows what's going on in because she hasn't told him yet
0: yeah she hasn't told him yet obviously and obviously
1: text costs money I think about that and it would cost loads to text to Iraq probably and... so she probably hasn't caught up at all
0: yeah and also he just he also doesn't sound like he wants to accept the fact that he's going for this therapy yeah because um, now they want to fail him because he's not doing his homework I certainly forgot to do my homework when I was a kid didn't you just keep uh, after yeah. him
1: just but the psychotherapy,
0: gee, is it really that serious? Blah blah blah. And then he goes, um, "What's going on with him? Is a psychiatrist helping?" It's a he's a psychologist, Sam, not a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. I can't say that word either. Psychiatrist. <laughs> but it was just quite interesting just to see how the mums responded and how the dads responded differently. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then. The mum ends the phone call saying, we need you. I'm sorry I had to dump all that bad stuff, bad news on you like that. It's so lonely without you. So even after that sad conversation um, and quite, not an argument, but challenging conversation, both on the mum and the dad, because it's new to the dad and it's hard for the mum to say that there is something going on with our son, you know? Um, And then the last line... A um, chapter ten, I found quite interesting because it just says, "I sat there." Yeah. So it's obviously a feeling that she's going through. That's kind of like, "Oh my god," she's sitting back and accepting what's just happened. Take trying to process. Win. Yeah, she's trying to process it. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um,
0: and chapter eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is she's meeting up. Uh With
1: Dr. Thomas, I think. Yes, Dr. Thomas. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. He's, I'm, psychiatrist
0: Yes. And um they're just having a conversation, kind of like a little catch up about how Sam's uh psychoeducational test results and how his therapy's going. Um and then she suggests How Connor's doing, I guess. Yeah, how Connor's doing, but then Doctor thomas suggests miss golden could there be any other concerns is there any financial or health problems in the family you know worries that could reflect onto him and i think it's it's she probably wasn't trying to accuse sandra of being a bad mum um however i think that kind of made her anxious um wasn't
1: intending to
0: but he wasn't intending to yeah i guess he's trying
1: to Get as much information out of her whilst not trying to make her anxious because she gets anxious yeah, very and easily. Not... But he still needs to find out what's going on to help him find out what's going on with Connor.
0: Yeah, not she's not trying to pressure her, you know. I don't think yeah, there's any... yeah. Um, and then, okay, then, let's just continue our weekly therapy sessions for for a while. Connor needs to feel safe in order to be able to confidently in- express himself. Keep monitoring his homework um, and keep encouraging him. And then she says Connor really likes his appointments. However, um, I think I missed this bit. But um, uh, I think on the previous page, the the doctor says that he has a lot of anxiety, more than the typical child his age. Yeah, I
1: picked up on that.
0: So I just found that quite interesting because it could also be something that's if he sees that his mum's anxious that he may be yeah. picking up from that too, I thought.
1: Yeah, through genetically but also through what he sees as well.
0: Yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs>
1: so, very well said. Wow. Um chapter twelve. So she's taking her children for their flu shots. Um, we're getting our jabs tomorrow, aren't we? <laughs> it's oh yeah. Really fun. <laughs> um and she hadn't bothered to call about to the pediatrician paediatrician, about Connor's um, problems. Um, so it was quite interesting. I guess you... I mean, I guess she's already got it all sorted, so why not? Um, and apparently it's quite a handsome-looking doctor. I love this bit. I caught every flirtatious glance that the young nursing assistant cast his way. So that was quite funny. She notices everything, judging judging people again. Um, Dr. Jackson knocked, opened the door, and strode into the exam room. Um and then he's, he's just a nice guy. You know, he makes Madison feel OK. He even did a mini examination on Madison's toy giraffe. Um, so he's a very caring guy. Um, I guess he's not a main character, but we hear quite a lot about this Dr. Jackson. Um, and then she starts talking about his schoolwork. So, well, his schoolwork hasn't been what his teacher thinks it should be. Apparently, the school had similar concerns about him last year, too. But they never really told me about them. Connor took some psychological tests at school. It took two attempts. The first time he was too nervous. No, I wasn't, Mum. Connor gripped the edge of the exam table and leaned forward me. I was not. I don't interrupt me, Connor. I heard the bite in my voice. So it's just another one of those snappy Connor thingies. Go. No, 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 of course I didn't, Mum. I, I tried. It's, it's, I tried. I tried to do it, but it wouldn't let me. Um and it's you don't understand what I'm going through. I think it's it's a cry for help every time. But I also think, was it appropriate to talk about that in front of the children? Because she knows what happens if she talks about it in front of the corner. This happens. So, yeah. I heard the bite in my voice. Um, so she's just like, hush. I'm trying to solve it. Ugh, why did I do that? It's the bite. you know. Um, Dr. Jackson looked at the boy. Connor looked at the floor and his eyes welled up. So his eyes well up again every time. Um, they well up. Um, and then she talks about Dr. Thomas, obviously his psychologist that he's going to. I think it's helping. His teacher has noticed improvement with his homework. I make certain he has finished his assignments before he hands them in. She's actually checking his homework now. <laughs> um, but she hasn't noticed that he's improved his classroom work that much. I have two, mum! Connor, I'm still talking. So she's standing up. Instead of going, oh, Connor, sweetie, come for her. She's, I think it's good that she's saying, Connor, I'm still talking, because it might help his anxiety. It might not. It might hinder him. I'm not sure. But I just think it's a good thing. Um, and it's Connor just going, I have, I have. I've tried. Stop saying these things. I've tried to do it. Um, and then she talks about Sam. And then... Where is it? Connor worries about his dad being at war. Probably have a lot to do with schoolwork. Kids may not talk about it much, but they get stressed just like adults do. That's what it sounds like. Don't you agree, Sandra? The doctor's eyes widen. his shoulders hunched up. I saw his mouth smile, but his eyes are focused on the wall clock down the corridor. So from this, I get he doesn't really want to talk about this and get into a long conversation about Connor. Um, His eyes were focused on the wall clock, so he's not focused on the conversation, he's focused on the clock. And I need to get through my next patients, looking at the time. That's what I got from that. Um, And then, I don't think I've highlighted much, just a quick recap of what happens um, for the rest of the chapter. Oh, I have highlighted um, and then they basically just talk about uh, his dad being away at war. And the use as an excuse. That probably explains it. I don't think there's anything to worry about if it only happens occasionally. But the thing I take from this is it's not happening occasionally. It's happening all the time. Um, and that's why it's concerning. And I don't like how they keep using his dad as an excuse. We want to get closer to finding out what is wrong with Connor, not just giving excuses it's just like his dad his dad was giving excuses as well um yeah and then he's going to take a urine specimen to test it to see if there's anything wrong or why he's um wetting so much um tell sam alone be sure to say that i appreciate what he's doing i find that line a bit hmm. tell sam hello and be sure to say that i appreciate what he's doing i just find that line a bit hmm Okay, <laughs> he he wants to be nice guy. Wants to be good guy. Um, your kids must be really proud of your Dad. And he'll be home soon too. That's great. Okay, my nurse will come and finish up. Bye, kids. Um, Doctor Jackson's ponytail swayed in rhythm with his quick steps back to his office, and that leads on to Chapter Thirteen. Oh,
0: that was really nice. I love that chapter. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite happy, I guess. So, Chapter Thirteen. Um. This was where we meet Connor's friend Michael. Yeah. Um, and this, like I said right at the beginning of this podcast, uh, no, this episode, sorry. Um, we kind of see him from a slightly different yeah. perspective. I really
1: like this chapter.
0: Yeah. So they, we Michael see him came over. A friend. Yeah, they're playing video games. Um. And this line, "Sorry, Mum," he said in an exaggerated whisper. So it's kind of like, uh, teenage, you like, sorry, sorry Mum. really just like child, child, yeah. But like that kind of just answering back. Yeah, like sorry, Mum. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Sandra, the mum, goes and checks on Madison. Um, and then this bit was really interesting. Michael and Connor get into an argument, or like a little mini argument. Yeah. Because Michael thinks that he saw Connor chew something. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's like, something to do with epilepsy. You probably will know, Will. I, I generally don't
1: know. I think, yeah. I mean, I um, truth, But it's just I, strange how he addresses it. And yeah. Connor's immediately like, no. Because so far he's been normal and casual. And like, oh, okay, mom, huh? be a cool guy. And now suddenly he's like, no. Yeah,
0: and and then suddenly he's like, No, I wasn't cheering like answering his friend. It's not even his mum. Mm. Um, and then I had no idea what Mike had been talking about, just their strange argument was soon forgotten. And I just found that really interesting. I found it really weird that he was like mm. that. And um, it's, it's
1: doing it in front of someone that's not his mum.
0: Yeah. But it's like. not it's not his family, it's a friend from school, yeah. I think. Or a friend. Not
1: a psychiatrist um, or his mum but yeah
0: a friend yeah and uh, another bit that i picked up on was uh that his arm hurt a lot from the shot um and then he says like this bit was really sweet he says that uh he needs to be brave sometimes because that's what sh- soldiers do Aww. and so yeah i thought that was kind of related to his dad yeah a little bit yeah, yeah.
1: um and that
0: is it for this day today's episode
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you sorry um thank you so much um for reading along with us so next episode we will be reading from page 113 chapter 14 all the way up to page 138 which is just before the part where it says march 5th 2007 southern california which then leads into chapter 17 Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, just anything about the podcast, check out our Google form, which is linked in our Instagram bio, um, and just send our questions through. Um, Our Instagram is at thebook.corner underscore, and we will have episodes coming out every Friday and Wednesday. So the next one will be coming out on
0: Wednesday. Yeah. Make sure to tune for our next episode uh like we said, basically and <laughs> yeah. thank you
1: thank you everyone see you on wednesday back to